Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You may already know by now from our Instagram that this is our last episode of Queerified. These past 40 episodes have been nothing short of a blessing to create for you. It's been hard work, but getting to talk to so many special people within the LGBTQIA community has been such a gift, especially during these pandemic and war-torn times. When we first started this podcast, we wanted to procure a safe space for our guests to come on and talk freely about the things that fuel their passion, the tribulations they've experienced, and the ways they've gotten up from all the times they've fallen, all while having a positive outlook and celebrating queer joy. On Queerified, we've talked to history-making queer icons like Sarah McBride, the first ever trans senator in the United States of fucking America, Candace Kane, the first trans woman to star in a primetime network show, and the first trans drag race superstar, Kylie Sonique Love. We've also had major allies like Paris Hilton, I mean, oh my God, Alicia Cuthbert, oh my God, and Whitney Cummings, an overwhelming amount of people that have helped us learn more about ourselves. Thank you so much to our incredible team. Obviously, we couldn't have done it without you. Lauren LaGrasso, your voice, Danny Silva, your smile, Evan Cox, your charm. You know who you are to us, and you know what you mean to our souls. Gigi and I could not have done it without you two, our beloved listeners who have rated and reviewed, called into the Queers Hotline to leave us questions, and were there with us through every single episode, every single week. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We feel so lucky to have something that makes saying goodbye to this so hard. We love you, love you, love you forever. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up a glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hey guys, okay, so this is the finale episode. Mimi, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. It's been 40 episodes. Um, you know, I thought I would feel sad, but I don't feel sad at all. I, I'm really proud of what we've done. I, I'm really happy with everything we've done. We, we've done everything that we've set out to do and that we said we would do. And looking back on the 40 episodes we had, it's pretty insane. How do you feel about it? It is insane. I mean, it's bittersweet for sure. I'm I'm Better sad. Sweet, yep. it, I'm sad it's ending, of course, but I mm-hmm. am so proud as well. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. this is like an archive of a podcast that people can go back and listen to. I mm-hmm. I feel like you know people who missed episodes or want to listen to them again, they're going to be here forever, bitch. And I think that that's really mm-hmm. important. You know, this is an archive of our work. I I know for a fact that we've changed and we've saved lives, so. I, I feel really, really good about it. And I wouldn't have done it with anybody else but you, Mimi. Oh, my God. I know. It's just, I'm so happy we've gotten to do this. It, like, it's, it brings me back to what we used to do when we were kids. Like, when we were very young, this is what we used to do. We used to get together and make shit and do things and make things happen. So to have this and to have this out there, it's like a snapshot of a moment in our lives. 
It's amazing. And I'm so happy we have it. And, you know, we were never ones to do like silly, brainless things. We always did things with an underlying of inspirational and motivational mm-hmm. stuff. And I feel mm-hmm. like this, this is like the pinnacle of, you know, of, of that. We are mature. We're grown. And I thought this episode, we will not have a guest we mm-hmm. actually just thought we would open it up to the queries, which is personally mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of the entire show, Same. every single episode. So we basically opened up the hotline and the questions and advice and all the names are flowing in. They're flooding. So are you ready to get back into it, Mimi? Our producers have chosen the last queries for us, and we are ready to get into them, and we are ready to get our, give our advice one last time. So here we go. Our first of the last queries. Hi, this is Ari. I'm from LA, and I'm a the biggest GC Gorgeous fan ever. I appreciate everything you've done, and your representation has done so much for me in my life. Um, as a trans femme identifying person, I just wanted to ask you, what is some of the courageous, most courageous piece of advice you can give to someone who is kind of in their own world, who doesn't have a lot of friends? Like, it could be a little lonely out here, girl. Let us know. Ari, thank you so much for that question. Um, the question was, Gigi, what do you have, what's your best advice to give someone courage who's just transitioned and is out there alone? Uh, I mean... It is so inspiring what you've done. You are trans, you're out there. Um, And also, hi, I wish I could squeeze you. Thank you for saying that you are the biggest Gigi fan. Love you so much. (laughs) Um, it, It literally is like people like you that like keep me going. So... I would think that to give yourself courage is really to find inspiration in in something or someone like it is as easy as being like, what would this person do? Like this person would go out, they would kill it and they would be strong. They would be smart. They would be, you know, they would um, be be street smart, which I think is one of the most important things, as we've said a lot on this podcast, um, to be as a trans or queer person. And I would say that not all the time trans femme presenting girls um you know are are in need of trans femme presenting friends best friends i think that you need to look outside the box Mm -hmm. and find uh somebody that genuinely sees who you are um and that will give you courage because having that backing is humongous you feel like you're wearing armor when you're around a best friend that really Mm -hmm. sees you and will like stand up for you and you have the same morals and values. Um, I, w- I guess I would just say keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And to me, it sounds like she doesn't know how good she is. Um, so, like, stand up, get up. Now take a step back and look at yourself. Like, think about all the things you've done. Think about where you are. Think about what you've had to do to get to where you are. That means something. And you should take that in and internalize that and tell yourself how amazing you are. And maybe if you have a little bit more confidence, you do find courage. But... You know, I'm not a trans person. It is hard. It's really, really hard out there for a lot of for a lot of people, especially trans people. So I'm praying for you and it's going to get better. It's so cliche. It's so cliche. How do you tell someone that it's going to get better? Because it's so cliche, but it really does. It does. It really does. And it is so cliche, 100 percent. But mm-hmm. you know what? Like pat yourself on the back, like Mimi said. It's so fucking true. And it, it, it just will get better. It'll get easier. And you'll just also be 
be fine with being alone. Like you'll be courageous Mm -hmm. with being alone, but it doesn't hurt to have somebody Mm -hmm. by your side. And I wish that we could be by your side right now. Thank you, Ari. Thank you, Ari. Okay, our second query for today. Hi, Mimi. Hi, Gigi. My name is Aubrey, and I'm a high school teacher in Northern California. I've been blessed to have a trans teacher, and I have have I have and have had uh, trans students. I'm always trying to be supportive and respectful to all of my LGBTQIA+, and all of my students, actually, um, with pronouns and preferred names, etc. But what advice do you have to help me and others who may not be in the supportive area like I am be better educators and allies? Thanks, and thanks for all the laughs on my commute. Oh my god, what a great question. I'm just gonna say up front, you're already doing the work, girl. Like, you're a teacher and you're making a safe space for LGBTQIA plus students. I'm just thinking back at all the teachers who create a safe space for me. Like, I have not forgotten about them. They're what have been there. They are what have gotten me through life. So, um, I mean, I don't have any advice. The only advice I can say is just listen and be there because a lot of us just need someone to listen to us. Um, but you're already a hero. You're literally already doing so much more than what we're doing. So thank you so much for that. What do you think, Gigi? I mean, agreed. I feel like if if you are calling in and asking, oh my God, also, side note, everyone that has watched this podcast or listened to this podcast rather on their commute to work, on their commute to the club, mm-hmm. wherever, shout out to <laughs> you because I see your comments and feedback all mm-hmm. the time. And I am a fan of podcasts. I listen to them when I'm in the car. So it's just mm-hmm. so surreal that Mimi people are listening to us and they have listened to us. And now it's over. This queer fight is the last episode. <laughs> It like I get like FOMO like I wish I was there like I wish we were talking like I wish you know what I mean like I want to hear you guys but you know thank you anyways (laughs) totally I feel like if I if I were you and I feel like you already are taking so many of these steps it's giving very like have all the classmates write their pronouns make it a thing if somebody misgenders somebody or you know calls them out of line or whatever the case may be I think that you are in the teacher's chair and even if you know the cool kids the swaggy kids whatever don't want to write their pronouns they think it's stupid no bitch you're in our class and you're going to do so because this is the times mm-hmm. that we're in and nobody's going to be bullied for mm-hmm. who they truly are not in my classroom mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. And you also could be creating literally the only safe space for a queer person out there. Like they they could have such a hostile home environment where they don't have support, where they don't have friends. And you could be the only safe space they have and the only hope they have. So thank you so much. Um, I have nothing to say because you're already doing the work. You really are. For real. Congrats. And thank you for being a mm-hmm. fan of the pod. We love, 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 love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Killing it, Aubrey. Okay. Our third query. Hi, JJ. Hi, Maymay. This is Guy from Chattanooga. What's y'all favorite scary movie? Bye. <laughs> live. I, I didn't get your name, but you're from Chattanooga. I believe that's in Georgia. I'm not 100% sure. Um, what is your favorite horror movie? I know what mine is. Favorite horror movie for me, hands down, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel. Oh, yeah. It almost inspired my femininity. I think Jessica Biel in that white tank top, so iconic. Mm-hmm. I was so terrified by that movie when I was growing up. But And I know I feel like they've made like a, a few Texas Chainsaw Massacres, but that one for me was so, so iconic, so impressionable. And I just think like, forever, forever, a, a short story. Okay, real quick. 
I mm-hmm. forever think that she's like one of the prettiest people on earth because of that movie. It yes. like really just ingrained mm-hmm. in my mind. And I was asked, I think it was like a Glisten event or something like that. I was winning an award and they asked me not to prepare a speech, but they asked me to share my whole story on stage. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. They said, okay, so pressure. we're going to give you, you're going to get the thing. You're going to get the, you, and you're going to have two minutes, two minutes. And they, and I two was like, minutes? two minutes. Yep. And they just said like, think of a story. Think, I think it's online. I'm wearing like this red dress with this red berry lip. And mm-hmm. I went up there and I was speaking, whatever I said, my thing. I think I was really nervous, but it went well. And then I went backstage and Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel were there and they were looking at the TV, the monitor of the screen that I was doing my thing at of the show. So they just watched mm-hmm. me say my whole thing. And the, That's insane. the only thing I could say to her was, I loved you in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But you did that. Like I remember when we were young, you loved, 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 loved Jessica Biel in that movie. Yes. Iconic. It's like white tank it's top, iconic. wet in the rain, running, like the hiding. Brown in the, hair. Yes. It, hiding in the silliest mm-hmm. places. Like he's obviously going to find you. It's Under just so the feminine. Under the car. In, mm-hmm. in a little locker when she's breathing really hard. Like, bitch, you're going to die. <laughs> I love it. My favorite would have to be, um, and it changes all the time, um, but right now I would say probably House of Wax. That was really like, Impressionable on me. Paris Another Hilton, iconic one. And Alicia, Chad Michael Murray. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. We've had Paris and Alicia on this podcast. How insane. Half of the stars of the cast. Mm-hmm. It's I love that movie so much. Like, I don't think Paris Hilton got enough credit for how good she was in that movie. Watch that movie again. Paris Hilton is acting. You know what's She's crazy? She um I remember I, I forget if we talked about this when she was on, but when that movie came out. She was so excited, obviously. It was her big, mm-hmm. big, big acting debut. And the marketing behind it chose to put up posters, billboards, um, that like wheat. Yeah, like watch Paris die. Yes, wheat pasting mm-hmm. on the street. And I remember watching something of her being like, I had no idea that they were going to do that. Yeah, I, I think I watched something like that too. And... Yeah, I think I watched it because of that. Because I was like, oh my God, Paris Hilton is, is in this movie. But she has like a five minute running scene. I don't want to be crazy, but she could have been nominated for an award because she, that bitch was going to, like, she looked like she was dying. Like, it was that good. Yes. Oh my God, I just got chills. Her scream cry mm-hmm. before she was like stabbed. Mm-hmm. Epic. Mm-hmm. Epic, epic, epic. And she was like with that, like, gorge black guy. That was such a good movie. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for that question. Um, up next, here we go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. This is Loren from Waldron, Arkansas. I've been a longtime listener of your podcast. 
Gigi, I had the pleasure of meeting you in Chicago on your He Said, She Said tour, and it was everything. I read that book, and I actually bought the audio book, and I still listen to it today. Anyways, um, my question is, I'm pretty well established in my transition, and sometimes at my job, I feel like they treat me kind of like the token trans person. Um, it's a very masculine field that I'm in. Um, but I, I love the field. The field is forestry. And so, um, I was wondering, was wondering if you can get any advice. And, um, I know this is the last episode and I just wanted to thank you both for the podcast and for the good laughs and good times. Um, my second question, um, are you, either of you going to give a tour anytime soon throughout the U.S.? I know uh, you gave one for your book, DG. Um, but maybe I even, you know, heard from you. So, um, anyways, thank you so much and thank you for the pod. It's been a pleasure listening. Thanks. Hi, Angel. Um, Nice to talk to you again. Chicago was so much fun, and I'm so happy that you made it out to the book tour. Um, A podcast tour? Uh, Hello? that would be so fun. Well, you know what? That would be so cute. Queer Fight is ending, but who knows what is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. I will say something in this triggered me so hard because it doesn't really matter if you are in a you know, masculine work environment, sometimes we all feel like the token trans person. We really do. Unless Mm -hmm. all your friends are trans, you're only associating with trans people. Sometimes that feeling does happen. And you know what my advice is? And you know what works? This is a tried and true method. I think that this this, is going to be a good one. I can tell. This is street smarts out of its mind. Even with my cis friend, my cis hetero girlfriends, I try this and it has, you know, subsequently stopped. Make them feel like the token cis hetero person. Oh, <laughs> not in a mean way. Like how? Not in a mean way. Of like, course. um, of course, no. Like, oh, like, oh, I, I, I mean, not in a mean, malicious way. I'm not saying go back at them, combat them. Unless, I mean, pause. This is, I know you do this. This is how, this is your talents where you disarm and charm people. And I'm really excited to see how you explain it because it's very hard for me to explain it because I see you do it all the time and it's just, it's brilliant. But anyways, keep going. Ugh, love you, bitch. Um, I, okay, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's all in the body language, reading the room, street smarts, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody refers to you with a, a sentence, term, reference, whatever that you don't like and you feel like you're being, you know, uh, depicted mm-hmm. as the stereotypical trans person in the room. Don't let them see you sweat, first of all. You could either say, after they're done, you could say, no, you do this, you do that, and then move on. You're not going to make it a big deal. We're definitely not going to be crying. We're definitely not going to be making it a huge moment. Definitely just plant the seed in their mind that that's not how you roll. But if it happens Mm -hmm. again, do the same thing. You know, it's not some people aren't stupid. And if you like make them feel like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm this. I said earlier, this might not be like the best. It 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 shouldn't be a malicious thing, right? But like, if you're in a mm-hmm. masculine work environment, maybe make a masculine work environment joke. Like, oh, you're just like that's what you do, right? You like, have to diffuse if, the situation, mm-hmm. and then once they see that you have a little backbone, but it's not mean at all. Mm-hmm. They just the respect level goes up. 
and then they won't refer to you yeah. as the token trans person. Like it just won't happen anymore or it'll happen a lot less. And laughing at mm-hmm. it gives you so much power. If you get mm-hmm. all these heated emotions all the time, you're holding on to that. They're not. It's it's mm-hmm. it's damaging you. So I think you know, plant little seeds and let them know, yeah, like, that's a, bitch, that's not fucking that makes cool. Sense. You know, like, you could say, that's not fucking cool, and then move on. This is So this is what you do. Now I get it. So what you do is you you point it out in a overly nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink way, where you're like, bit, like, ha-ha, like, but, like, I saw, like, I got that. Like, you, you make sure they know that you got it. Yes. And then you make it, like, a wink-wink-nudge-nudge, where you're, like almost telling them don't do that but like you're giving them like the olive branch you're not doing it in a mean way like you're covering for them it's almost like you're telling them like hey that's not cool but i'm gonna cover for you anyways because you won't do it again exactly and that's what it is and if it lets them know that you you heard that you heard that exactly eye contact body language is all really important oh my god i got it straight to them (laughs) and then the next time they do it eyes and same thing you know, like it yeah. doesn't have to be like, well, you're just a dumb man in the workplace. Like, whoa, that's not going to be cute. That's like, not going to get laughs. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like just a mm-hmm. little something or be like, no, you think you're hot shit and your shoes suck. Like something like that. Like let yeah. them know that you could take it, but like you won't be the girl. You will not be the girl that they always do that to. That is so funny. That makes so much sense now. Okay, that's what it is. Disarm and charm people. Disarm. It's like. It's like you're laughing with them and at them at the same time. Dis- disrupt too. <laughs> Distract. Disrupt. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Like and the biggest thing, the, the biggest, biggest thing is is to get is to get upset. Like if you really get upset and it's a huge thing, mm-hmm. then you're like the huge sensitive one and it's like the trans yeah. girl that can't take it and all that. And if you are in like a masculine field and you really want to be taken seriously and it's just this one issue that gets you you can handle it and you can turn it yeah. around and they it's a respect thing if if they respect mm-hmm. you then they're not going to be putting you down and making you the token trans girl they're going to be lifting you yeah. up because of that they're going to be like wow this mm-hmm. bitch is fucking everything you know and a lot of these things microaggressions they're not coming from a malicious place they're just stupid it's just people's stupidity coming out so just point it out give a giggle move on don't let it happen again and if it does, very just cute. do it again. Do Keep it again. Keep it going it because I feel like masculine mm-hmm. work environments are very slow learners, and mm-hmm. we have the the blessing of being trans women. So you got this. I'm gonna do that now because usually I just ignore and let things slide, and then like I'll avoid because like I'll just cut them out of my like you know brain. But now that I know. To just giggle at them and with them. You already do that, Mimi. I don't know. I just see you. You just do it in a very slick, elegant way. Like, it's when I see it happen, I'm like, bitch, like, you just did that. I love it. I think it's subconscious nowadays. I really don't, like, mm -hmm. plan it out. I think it's just, like, all feeling. It's just feeling. Like, you just don't want to be too dramatic. And also, like, you treat people how to to treat you, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you walk in doing all this, that, and the other, and they give you something you don't like, it's like, ah, yeah, but, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. you know, like, you mm-hmm. will know that I did not like that kind of vibe. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. I hope that helps. Try it out. I'm going to. Oh, I wish Our, we had another podcast um... after this so we could, <laughs> we could follow up with her. Yes. Uh, you know what? We'll need to talk about this more because maybe we'll give lessons on it. Um, anyways, up next, here we go. Hi, Gigi and Mimi. This is Eli from Toronto calling. So my question is, 
What song, album, or genre of music just makes you feel happy? What music gives you that instant hit of dopamine or makes you feel better on a gloomy day? Um, for me, I've been really into disco and pop music lately, and there's something about More Than a Woman by the Bee Gees that just makes my brain feel good. Um, anyway, I love you both. Uh, thank you so much for the amazing podcast, and I hope you guys both have a very beautiful day. Eli from Toronto, thank you so much for that question. I think you've called in before. Um, I also love disco. I've said this before in the podcast, but like um, something I learned in therapy is that your brain can forget trauma, but your body doesn't. So like to get rid of that trauma in your body, you just need to move your body and dance it out and shake it off. So I literally will go into like my spare bedroom, turn on my disco lights and dance to disco. And it's like a therapy for me. But other than disco... I love, and I've never said this before, I love the Eagles. What? The Eagles have this song. <laughs> Do you not know this? I, I mean, I don't know this about you, but my mom used to like dance around the cottage to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I love the Eagles. Like one of my like one of my favorite all-time songs is The Eagles Take It Easy. So I just listen to that and I just take it in and I take it easy and I just breathe and like my worries go away. Another one is um, um, Peaceful Easy Feeling from the Eagles. Like these, like, I don't know, they're like folk country-ish songs that remind me of like being in the desert, like makes me happy. Your favorite place, the desert. My favorite place is the desert. Wait, yes. do they sing Hotel California? They do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that was my mom's favorite Eagle song. Mm-hmm. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's it's very quite the opposite. I the <laughs> shit that yeah. gets me going that I just feel like okay. So I'm the kind of person that I mean, if you've listened for a long time, you know this. But whenever I feel a song gets me mm-hmm. or it's just so good, my whole entire body fills up with chills. Like really, really, like my if I even just shaved my hair will all grow back through the chills especially <laughs> if we're driving fast and it's loud in the car the windows are down and it's always a physical reaction yes like it's like when Celine Dion sings the final chorus in a song or like Christina Aguilera gets mm-hmm. takes it there like but the biggest thing for me it will always hit it will always give me chills doesn't matter the environment is pop angsty rock alternative music. <laughs> yes. And I yes. don't really look like the girl that loves it, but like MGK, Avril Lavigne, there's this group called um, State Champs, which I found randomly. Blink-182. Like, yes. Like all of that shit just speaks to me. And I don't know why. Like it just does. And there's no explanation. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, I was going through a really hard time in my life. I would listen to State Champs, this group. Anybody listening, my favorite song is called Secrets. State Champs, Secrets. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I would blast it and drive around in my car in LA because I was just so sad. But it would just get me in this like, fuck it. I'm just going to kill my life. Like, I'm just going to kill any situation I'm in. Like, it almost gives me like this this power back in myself and mm-hmm. it is really angsty sometimes it's really dark but i'm a really like happy person so it's i not, love that yeah it's weird like i just feel like talking mm-hmm. about like you know like inspiring stuff it really doesn't go with my vibe but that is what mm-hmm. gets me going no i feel that i that's i think that's very common because like when I play tennis, I do the same thing. Like, I'm like, I'm a monster. Like, I'm a horrible person when I'm on a tennis court. And I let my, like, 
evilness out, like my anger out on that ball, on anybody near me. So I get that feeling. Like, I love that. Too. Yeah, I wonder if it's like something also like musically, like professionally, like in like the drums or like the something that like my my brain just mm-hmm. agrees to. Definitely like, the drums. Mm-hmm. Or like that, like maybe like or like the guitar. guitar. Yeah. Yes. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. because like just that vibe, like MGK just came out with a new album and like Avril Lavigne just did like all that just is so up my alley. And I feel like looking at it me, is. you wouldn't think that, but like every single song, I'm like, yes, bitch. Like so good. <laughs> Eli, that was a really good question. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Up next... Here we go. Oh my gosh. Hi, guys. My name is Fiona. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And I just wanted to start off by saying I absolutely love this podcast. And I can't believe I'm actually calling in and have the chance of being on an episode. Gigi, I love you so much. You were the first trans person I ever, like, um, saw online and so you were like the first person that introduced me to the trans community at a young age and I just wanted to thank you for that. Um, All right, so let's get on to my question. So I identify as pansexual and it's taken me a little while to kind of get to that realization about myself, but for the first time ever, I really realized that I have had a crush on one of my friends and before this, I never really thought that I had, but They recently got a partner, and it has been very hard for me. And it's been hard for me, one, to come to this realization, and two, to validate my own feelings in this realization. And so I was just wanting to see what y'all's advice would be about having to deal with having a crush on a friend and just kind of how I move forward with this relationship with them having a partner now. Thank you so much. I really hope you pick my question. I love y'all. Bye. Fiona, thank you so much for calling in. I mean, you've made it on the final show, baby. Um, But whoa, 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 whoa. This question, whoa. Um, I'm just going to say first, I'm really good at like boundaries. Like if I work with you, I'm not, we're not, it's not going to be a relationship. If I'm already friends with you, it's going to be very hard for us to move into um, a next level because I just put everybody in boxes. Like, I, that sounds awful, but everybody's in a box in my mind. Like, you're a best friend. You're my tennis friend. You're this. Like, you know what? It's just easier for me to take stock of, like, to take inventory of my life. But this is hard. What do you think? Ooh, okay, so you definitely have to choose. Oh, also, hey, girl, you made it in the finale. <laughs> Welcome to the finale. Um, I, You have to choose a lane, bitch. You have to. You have to. I'm mm-hmm. a big, I'm a big, big fan of boundaries. I think there's so much shit that goes on in life, and it's so hard to think of everyone as your problem, your issue. Your friend is in a relationship. You have a crush on them, but listen – she, they don't want you. They want the person that they're with. Respect that. 
because that's their relationship. And if they Mm -hmm. break up, then go in for the kill. Do not be sneaky. Do not be messy. That is so disrespectful. That's karma on you. And this is a this is a, a turning point in your life. Can you handle hanging around mm-hmm. them with their new partner? Or do you distance yourself because you can't handle it? And that's fine also. I think that it's just, what if you were in a relationship and someone else was trying to, from the outside, take that person away from you? That would kill you. So just have a little respect with that and... Be there for your friend. Like, I think also thinking about it, like, look at how big the world is. There are billions of other people Mm -hmm. out there. You may have a crush on your friend right now, but like she has a crush. They have a crush on someone else. So like you Mm -hmm. go find someone else to have a crush on. Like it's fine and it's fun, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but I I think that good answer. You can make it really fun. You can make it fun or you can make it messy. You got to choose a lane. Um, Devil's advocate here. I agree. I agree with you. Um, It's hard for me to speak on this because I just don't think it would happen to me. But let's just say devil's advocate. Let's say we're okay with it. Let's say it's okay. Do you think that she should take action on it, whether to tell her friend because I think a decision actually needs to be made. Like, are you gonna tell you? Are you gonna tell your friend, or are you just gonna keep it quiet? No, keep it quiet. Like, do you think that's where would, she's at? Personally, I would say keep it quiet. The person is already in another relationship, and that mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Why go in and say, "But yeah. I have a crush on you"? Like that is so that's crazy. True. Like let it is entitled. She's chosen. Let her have her moment. Be a friend. Don't cross any boundaries because if you go in and do that and you guys end up say that that person your best friend leaves the person and you guys start dating there's gonna be some kind of issue with her being like oh i why do i keep saying them is it a girl the friend i i'm not 100 okay sure. me neither i don't so think we know your friend your friend you are dating your friend now say you got your way whatever the uh, the x is out of the picture it's like it's gonna be giving like anxiety and like you know, maybe even resentment that you're with them now. Like, let it happen naturally. People do what they want to do. Like, she is with the person. Let them date. Be their biggest fans. Like, do not be messy. That's disgusting. Let her break up with this person and then make your move. If they end up doing that. Have you ever told anybody to break up with their partners? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have. I probably. It's like my toxic trait. Like I have, I told today. I told somebody <laughs> break up. With, what was yeah? The but then I walked it back. I walked it back. Um. Okay. So I was with my friend. I'm not gonna name names, but it's like a very close friend of mine. He is younger. Uh huh. Let's. He's. Tw- um. Let's say between 23 and 25, and we were at dinner with all of our friends. Um. And he was getting like so many text messages from his girlfriend like where are you like where were you yesterday do you think i believe that you would just be in a restaurant for four hours all day like all of that stuff and i was like you can't deal with that like this girl is young but i don't think you should be able to deal with that that's toxic that's not a normal relationship you need to leave and then i was and then i walked it back because i saw I, I knew i sounded crazy right <laughs> and i was like um i was like Give her a year, give her two years, because she is young. I was there. I was that person sending those text messages before as well. But now I'm older and I don't do that. And I know that is not okay. So I did tell him to break up with his girlfriend. But dad, you know what? (laughs) Yeah, I, I basically told everybody to break up with their partners. Yeah, I feel like I might. I don't know. Like in that situation that you just explained, I think that what I would have said is 
uh, oh my God, that's crazy. Did you guys get in a fight before? Mm-hmm. Like, why Why are they going so hard at you? And if it was like, no, mm-hmm. they're not going hard at me at all. This is literally just how they are. I'd be like, well, that's crazy. You deserve better. Like, don't, ew. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, ew, that sucks. Like, very that. I don't know if I'd be like, dump them. But I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, you don't deserve yeah, to be getting crazy. these text messages. We're at dinner. It's fun. Like, your partner should, yeah. should be like, fun too. Yeah. But it is it is just youth, I think. Hopefully yes. people get over it. It totally but... is. Yeah, especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. a total young thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll try to stop telling people to break up. Uh, up next, here we go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. I just have a quick question. My name is John from Missouri. And how do I cope with family members who voted for Trump twice? When they say, oh, I support you being gay, but they voted for Trump whose vice president is a complete homophobe. Thanks, babes. Love you. Mwah. Ugh, difficult Hi, one. John. I hate politics. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mimi? John, I this might not be something that you... I might not be saying what you want to hear, but get over it. Um, people will do what they need to do for themselves. I know it's awful. I know like it's really hard for you because you probably think like, oh, these people love me. How could they do this to me? But in voting, in politics especially, people have their own reasons and have lived their own lives and have had their experiences that made them do these kinds of things. We can't invalidate that. We can't be like, because I'm gay, you can't vote for whoever. Like, what if this person cannot afford to pay high taxes at all? What if they just are going through something, like they're going to lose their house or something because of, you know, a different party's policies in their city you know that has nothing to do with the federal election but still like everybody's going through something I it's I don't know it's very hard for me but I just tell myself most people who vote Republican vote for Trump they're not doing it because they hate gay people I may not understand why they're doing it I may not understand um you know but I know that I have to take myself out of it because I'm not entitled to anybody else like that person is not thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves. That's This is their right. This is their, they have to vote for someone. And also, you're going to encounter these people for your whole life. Awful, awful, awful people. They're going to be your boss. They're going to be your coworker. They're going to be your sister-in-law. So just breathe. It's hard. It's, you know, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. Like, how can your family and loved ones vote for somebody who doesn't take away your rights? But... It's not something that you can control. So I just don't think you should be upset about it. What do you think, Gigi? I think I love and hate politics so much because they are so heavy. They weigh so much on relationships. They are who you are. And I stand firmly in my beliefs. But who am Mm -hmm. I to judge? You know, even if it's a family member, Mm -hmm. a best friend, whatever, like, God forbid they're transphobic. I'm not going to speak to them anymore. Yes. Or they don't support gay rights or anything that I truly, truly stand for and rally for and go to like marches for, you know, like if they are against that, then, oh, sorry, we're no longer friends. But like, it wasn't your political Mm -hmm. beliefs that like led me to believe that. Like I, Mm -hmm. I I knew that. I think that, I I mean, my sister said, my sister Tiffany, she said it best. She was like, it is so sad when people can't mingle in a group when somebody mm-hmm. voted this way and somebody voted the other way. I hate when politics mm-hmm. are brought brought up because it is so polarizing. I think the best 
thing to do is just know exactly what you said, Mimi. Like everybody is in their own best interest. And as mm. long as you have enough common interests and morals, then I think mm-hmm. that you can continue the friendship and it'll be fine. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's your call. It's not a screaming mm-hmm. match. It's not trying to get someone to switch sides. Everyone is very, mm-hmm. very educated on the matter. They know exactly, exactly. why and Everyone who is very educated. they're voting for. Like if someone mm-hmm. votes for Trump, voted for Trump, they voted for Trump. Like that's what they, they know. did. They did it on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Like they're not like not educated. Like they know. So yes. it's up to you. You know, I think that cutting somebody out that is totally against what you believe in is very validating and empowering. Mm-hmm. But also like if, you know, you can get around it, then I'd say get around it. You know? Me too. It's hard. Like it's hard. How do you tell someone to get over it? But ask yourself this. Being a bigot means that you are not able to handle somebody with another opinion. Do you want to be a bigot? Like, do you want to be a bigot? That's the question you want to ask yourself. That was a heavy question. It was a good heavy one. Question. It was a good one, though. It really is like, mm-hmm. it's very, very, very current. I feel It's like, real. Mm-hmm. It's real. Because we all have that, right? Like, we're all dealing with that. So, anyways. Good question. If we had another podcast, maybe we could get into it deeper. But up next... Hey, Gigi. Hey, Mimi. It's Tim from Boston. And my question is, what would 10 plus years ago you say to yourself now after filming or recording all of these podcasts? Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. 10 years. Um, What would I say to me 10 years ago after recording this podcast? I have an answer. Um, When we've been best friends since for a very long time, almost 20 years. I when you started your work as a YouTuber, I always made made it like um, boundaries. Again, I'm like I'm not gonna work with you. I'm your best friend. Like our relationship right. is really really good. Right. I always forget that like, though, Mimi. I always forget <laughs> that you did that, but you did. Like she really drew a line in the sand, bitch. Yeah, I was like, you're gonna be successful. You're gonna do this. I'm here to support you. Not successful but- in the public eye. Yes, yes. Yes. Also, like, but in your, I, I saw it as your career. Like, I saw that you were making moves and that you were like gonna be something and doing something with your life. And I just said, I'm not part of that. Like, my relationship with you is different, and I don't want to ruin that. And I always thought in my head that um, mixing business and personal is like never a good idea. Maybe I heard it. I was also very young, but I would tell myself now, work, do it. Like, you're gonna love it. Like, this is what you do. You work together, right? Like, this is how it all started. This is your friendship. You make things happen. So I would just tell myself, get over that. Like, that border, that boundary didn't need to be there because you because we've worked. This is, we've done it. We've worked and it worked really well. I actually, I loved the boundary at first because I didn't know that you had that. Mm-hmm. I really, like, it took us, it, it took us years. years. I really didn't know what like what you were thinking. I thought we were having Mm -hmm. fun working together, doing videos, making concepts, doing the campus, anybody that's like back, back in the day. I would say 10 years ago though, I was, I was just starting to transition. And Mm -hmm. if I saw us now, I would probably (laughs) say you better work, bitch. Like, of course they're doing Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I would think. I would think, of course, they're doing like a, a podcast during a pandemic. Of course, it's called Queerified. <laughs> you know, of course, they're taking calls. Yeah. Like, this is what we do. I really feel like yeah. I would also just be like, <laughs> I would I would just say congrats. Like, I feel like 
40 yeah. episodes, like sometimes, honestly, I'll go down a rabbit hole listening to other podcasts, but I'll see that they've done like 300 episodes or like 100. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. But 40 episodes, like each podcast that you and I have done, Mimi, has been so different than the one before. Mm-hmm. And we've really curated these episodes to being extremely different and something that someone can learn something different from each episode. Like we, these mm-hmm. are our, like each episode's like our little child. And that's why I'm so happy mm-hmm. that it's going to live on forever. So 40 for us is almost like 300 because we really like, how do people do it? How do people do 300? I think like, that they just like we were- keep it going. But like for us, it was like so dedicated. We really mm-hmm. wanted, you know, all of the spectrum. Like how, what is this episode going to be? Exactly. Like we were asking those questions. Like we, we've already asked someone's coming out question so many, how they came out. Yep. So like what else can we do? Yep. So that's, it was always different with us, I thought. So that was, I don't, how do people do 300? It's crazy. I, I, I bet you, I, I'm not even questioning that. I feel like that they do. They just do it. Queerified Mm -hmm. is a very like niche market, right? Mm -hmm. I think that we really wanted to make it so special and 40 means so much to us. But if we were just talking Mm -hmm. about pop culture or whatever, which we could do 3000. That's true. You know, like it doesn't mean (laughs) that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. But yeah, I love these episodes. I it's such a capsule collection. It is, and you know what? I wish that we did one more with just queries because I'm having so much fun doing these. It's oh. everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of our next one. Hi, Gigi and Mimi. It's Tyler from Orlando, Florida. I have been watching you, Gigi, on YouTube for the past decade. And I wanted to know if you could give one piece of advice to a newly transitioning person, what would it be? I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for that question, Tyler. I love your name, Tyler. Same. Um, what would you give? What advice would you give to a newly transitioned person? So, hey, Tyler. Um, pulling from a recent episode with Sarah Hudson, I would genuinely say this is something I did not do, by the way. So you're newly trans and this is my advice to you because this is what I've learned in my, you know, decades since I transitioned. Wake up every single day and name three different things, three to five different things that you're grateful for. I think as trans people, especially in the beginning, we are worried about passing. We're worried about so many things. But once you put into perspective how grateful you are for certain things, like three to five things each morning, and don't repeat, girl. If you do Monday, (laughs) do not say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the same things you said the previous day. Do different things that actually mean something. It will put your mind into perspective and just really keep you positive and it'll keep you in a space where you can take things in, in not always a negative way. Cause I think when we, especially nowadays, I mean, newly transgender now, I'd be like, Oh girl, like there's so much out there. Like when I transitioned, Mm -hmm. I was like literally like one of the first, you know? So it really was just figuring it out. And a lot of the trans girls that I knew were a lot older than me. So 
mm-hmm. it it wasn't really so much as um as much of a comparison what was like the not maybe not the hardest but like what was something that's really hard and happened all the time in the beginning of your transition that was hard to deal with i was always hanging around trans girls and uh cis girls that were really 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 feminine and for mm-hmm. me it was all about you know uh concealing my masculinity even though i had an amazing personality which now i think you know i would wake up and say <laughs> thank god for my fucking personality but <laughs> i was so in it i was so i was so insecure i was so um minute to minute it was not about the long haul it was just really go 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 but ultimately i would say honestly the misgendering was the hardest part you know mm-hmm. getting getting sir come here or uh oh my god you know on my id having it st- still say male um i think that getting those done the name change of course um it's it's all really hard but it's all perspective it really is hang in there tyler Okay, we're getting to our last queries. Here we go. My name's Virginia, and I'm from Colorado. And my question is, do you know anything about quantum physics? Virginia, okay, you had an opportunity to ask us a question, and you ask us about quantum physics. Do you know about quantum physics? I mean, yes, yes. I'll just say yes. What do you think, Gigi? The only thing I know about quantum physics is it starts with <laughs> QU and so does our podcast. Thanks, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. I just wanted to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for this podcast because honestly, if it wasn't for you guys, I would feel I would have felt so alone and I don't feel so alone now because of you guys. You guys are so amazing. I love you so much. And I'm so glad that I got an opportunity to be on this podcast. I love you from Seattle. I love you. Bye. Hi from Seattle. Thank you so much for that sweet, sweet, sweet message. I'm really glad that you realize that you are not alone because you're not. And I think that that's what, um, you know, mental hardness, mental tough times, maybe some depression, that's what it tries to make you feel that you are alone and that nobody knows what you feel. That's not true. People are always with you. We're here with you. Thank you so much. We love you. Gigi? I mean, Mimi, that's why we started this podcast. This this query really, really drives it home for me. And I'm so sad that it's, oh my God, I'm getting choked up. <laughs> this query really drives it home for me because I just feel like this is what we set out to do. Like, it's not about the, all the glitz and the glamour. Like, we really tried to drive it home. And just saying that, like, you didn't feel alone. Like, I know how much. Sorry. Oh my God. Like, I felt so much, like, loneliness. Oh, my God. (laughs) She really got me, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so much loneliness during my time transitioning. And, like, I wish that I had a podcast like this. And I just feel like, I just feel so blessed to, like, I've done this with you, Mimi. And, like, have people call Mm -hmm. in and be like, thank you. Like, we just love you love you love you so much oh thank you so much he guess what we're on our last query ever on no, I'm sad. now it's now it's really the bitter part of bittersweet oh i hope it's a good one here we go the last query 
Dizzy. Hi, Mimi. I love you, Dizzy. I've been watching you for so long. I'm obsessed with you. You're gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. But I do have a question. Um, what is the easiest decision you've ever made? Because you've had to make a lot of tough ones, and I'm just wondering. Um, love you. Bye. Wow. Oh, my God. That is such a deep, deep, deep question. What has been... This is actually the perfect last question, I think. Like, this should be... A Miss Universe question. So here it goes. Miss Canada, your question. What has been the easiest decision you've ever made? You know, that is a very, very difficult question, but I'm happy to answer. Although coming out as trans and coming out several times after that was very difficult, I would say the hardest decision that I've had to make is waking up every day with a positive outlook. There's so much negativity going on in the world. And I think that regardless of what you identify as, who you are married to, who your friends are, where you work, it is so inspiring to me, those who wake up extremely positive and conquer that day. That was my wow. that was my Miss Universe answer. Was it cute? That was perfect. And let's break it down. First of all, like, I've always said this before, it doesn't really matter what you answer. It's how you answer it. You have to sound confident. You have to pick a side, be strong in your opinion and end it with a button. The only thing is that you didn't answer the question. Wait, I didn't. I said the hardest part. <laughs> what was the easiest decision you've ever oh, made? Oh, easiest. Oh, my God. Okay. Pure queerified fashion. We listened to half of it. And just Wait, that was... <laughs> It was cute. I felt so confident. I was like, I cannot believe I even yes. stuttered. No, you you fucking killed it. You're ready. You're ready. Oh my god. Okay. Easiest Miss Universe. The easiest happening soon. It was the easiest part. The easiest part. Yes. Um. That's hard. Every decision is hard. There are no easy decisions in life. I don't think. Um. That easiest decision. How about I've this, ever had to make. Mimi? Miss Universe. What was the easiest decision that you've had to make in your queer journey and why? <sighs> that is a great question. Um, nothing in my queer journey has been easy. And I know that I have privilege and it sounds crazy that I even say these things, but... Um, <laughs> okay, I got, so hard. I got one try. You beat me. I got one try. You, you get me. another, you get another. Mimi, okay, 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 okay. what has been the easiest decision in your queer journey and why while the steps it took were probably while the steps it took were extremely hard and it put me through a lot and I was really doubting myself the easiest decision I probably ever had to make was to be authentic and live in my life um, once I made that easy decision however it's just been Oh my God, this is. <laughs> oh, well. You do oh, not take home the God. crown. I lost the crown. You lost oh. it, bitch. Oh my God. Why did the last question have to be so hard? There are no easy decisions. I have to say, no, no easy decisions in life. That's a trick question. Each decision takes a lot, a lot, a lot of thought and consideration from people. I always ask for other people's opinions when I make big decisions. Yeah, you know, I think, I think easy, there's. There's levels to that word, easy. Mm -hmm. I think the easiest decision, if I were to correctly answer your question, 
<laughs> I I would say the the decision to be transgender. I remember the night. I remember where I was. I remember mm-hmm. who I was with. I remember that feeling of being like, oh, yes. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like me waking up the yeah. next day being like, well, maybe no, no, no. It was yes from that moment. That was yeah. very easy to me. It wasn't easy for the world, for my family, for my friends, for my body, for my mental health, but it was a very easy decision. And I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people that have been listening to Queerified that have been on our show have had that light bulb moment. And with that light bulb moment comes so much work, so much discipline, mm-hmm. so much hardship, so much negativity, you know, like, but there is that easy, easy aha moment that is like, this is me. Yeah. It's like, you, you know yourself but like how do you tell other people like it's that and that with that question with that insanely hard question queerified is done oh my god Gigi, it's over it's over thank you guys every single one of you that rated mm-hmm. and commented and reviewed and uh you know to messaged us on instagram like seeing that you that we were getting reactions and we were getting people speaking back to us like it really made this fun like i didn't feel like i was talking into an empty void not at all thank you guys for making this this capsule collection which we knew it was this is not something that we wanted to keep going uh forever we wanted to keep this uh we wanted to keep this a queerified circle. And I feel like we really did that mm-hmm. with the 40 episodes. And I hope that you guys still continue to share, still continue to like, rate, review, comment, all that good stuff. Um, and, you know, re-listen. I, I know I will be, be re-listening, even mm-hmm. though it's super weird. And like, is that narcissistic to re-listen to an episode of us talking? Um, I would say no. But also, like, it's so hard to listen to yourself, so I won't. <laughs> I love it. I just always, sometimes I go back and I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, this person was on. Let me get into their vibe. And it takes me back. And I mm-hmm. learned so much. Like, I think that, like I said at the top of this podcast, we've changed and saved lives. And that is no exaggeration whatsoever we've had people online tell us that their lives have been changed we've had people tell us that this podcast has stopped them from self-harm or something worse and it is so special and I mean I wouldn't literally have rather done it with anybody else so Mimi this is our little baby I know I love you love you too thank you to everybody who listened to us And thank you again so much, again, again, forever from our hearts to every single person who listens to us every single week, to every person on our team, Lauren, Danny, Stacy, Evan, Kane, everybody who's helped us put this podcast together. Um, Thank you so much. And as devastating as it is, this is our last episode. So thank you so much for listening. And just because Queerified is ending, it does not mean that we are going anywhere. So come find us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, guys, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Even though this is the finale, you can still listen, rate, review, and comment on all of your favorite episodes. They're available now and always have been for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Thank you guys so much for a life-changing moment in our lives. We love you. We see you. And we can't wait to hear from you on Instagram. And you've officially just been Queerified. Queerified.